Episode 76 The Importance of the Rosary Yesterday's Gospel and today's Gospel cover two of the events in the Blessed Mother's life, the Annunciation when Gabriel came to announce to her that she would bear the Christ child, and today the visitation of Mary visiting her cousin Elizabeth. So this brings to mind two of the joyful mysteries, and of course on Christmas we celebrate what is the meditation of the third joyful mystery, the birth of Christ. So it seems like a good time to talk about the Rosary, why it's important, where it came from. The origin of the Rosary was more organic and over time. It wasn't one single moment where there was this revelation of a new devotion. There was a natural tendency, of course, to meditate on the events of our Lord's life, which is what happens in the various mysteries of the Rosary. Also very natural to repeat prayers and repeat the words of Scripture, which is what the Our Father and the Hail Mary are made up of. The Our Father entirely words from Scripture, the Hail Mary mostly words of Scripture with additional prayers added, additional words added. The word rosary comes from the word for rose garden, rosarium, which was a way to describe a collection of similar works. So it makes sense that in the rosary we are meditating on the various events in our Lord's life, a collection of the most important moments. St. Dominic is credited mostly with the origin of the rosary, or rather the spread of the rosary, since he used and spread this devotion in his preaching and in his quest to root out errors in the faith. I think some good background to this episode is checking out a couple other episodes. First would be the episode I did on mental prayer recently, talking about the importance of meditation on the various events uh, of the Gospels, and that very much plays a part in the Rosary as a prayer. Also the episode on Mary being the mother of God, what the early church thought of Mary, part one. Because chances are, if you deny that Mary is the mother of God in the way defined by the Council of Ephesus, in the way that we believe, then you're not going to see the rosary as an important devotion. And this is what most of our non-Catholic brothers and sisters would probably say, that such reverence is not due to Mary because she is not really the mother of God. And in that episode, we talked about how that dogma of Mary as mother of God was not just to honor Mary, but it was a way to protect the correct understanding of Christ's identity as fully God and fully man, united in the one person. So keep that principle in mind too, that reverence to Mary and reverence to Jesus are closely connected. Of course, they are essentially different because the reverence we show to God is that of worship, whereas the reverence we show to Mary is an elevated kind of reverence we show to the saints, Mary being the greatest of all the saints. But of course, no one is worshipped but God alone. Still, the connection between them is very strong. I think it was Fulton Sheen that said, you can never love Mary too much because you can never love her more than her son loved her. So it's always been considered to be showing reverence to Christ when we show reverence to his mother. Because the whole source of her holiness is the fact that she was given the great privilege of being the mother of God, the mother of Jesus Christ. We pray to her and we pray to Christ in different ways. Prayer to the saints, it's unfortunate that we in English use the same word and and the same phrase, that we pray to God and we pray to Mary and we pray to the saints. They mean different things, but we use the same word. We pray to God as the object of our prayer. We are directing all of our prayer to God himself as our creator and our redeemer. We are directing prayer to Mary as our chief advocate, that it is she who has her son's ear most of all. It's a way to think about it. It's not uncommon for the church fathers to compare Mary to the queen mother in the Old Testament, the one who 
herself was honored by the king because of her special relationship to the king as his mother. And so it's Mary that is our special advocate to Christ. We pray to her in that sense. And you can see this played out in the Gospels when at the wedding at Cana, it was by her prompting and request that Christ began his public ministry, his first miracle in his public ministry, even though, as he said, his hour hadn't come, it was the request of Mary. And she in turn said that they ought to do whatever he tells them. So she is our main advocate, the one who can make our case to her son because of her special and unique relationship to her son. Now let me just read a, a few quotations from the saints that emphasize the importance of the rosary. Pope St. Pius IX, Give me an army saying the rosary and I will conquer the world. St. Jose Maria Escriva, The Holy Rosary is a powerful weapon. Use it with confidence and you'll be amazed at the results. If you say the Holy Rosary every day with the spirit of faith and love, Our Lady will make sure she leads you very far along her son's path. Blessed be that monotony of Hail Marys, which purifies the monotony of your sins. Now that last line is helpful because one of the main criticisms, both by Catholics and non-Catholics, is that the repetitive nature of the rosary, it's not only monotonous, but also it violates our Lord's warning that we shouldn't think that using many words is why we are heard, that we can just repeat words and multiply words and then God will hear us. That's not at all what's going on here. We don't think that by saying things many times that God will hear us because we're using a lot of words. The repetition is helpful for us. You know, it's interesting to me that you have young people that think uh, something like Buddhism or, or mindfulness or New Age meditation is really cool and really helpful. That meditating on nothingness is somehow really profound, but meditating on the actual events of the life of the God-man in history is not profound. Like I said before in another episode, it's mocked when you say, I'm praying for you, but it's cool to say, I'm sending you good thoughts and vibes or whatever. Same thing here. Yeah, man, mindfulness, it's what we need. Mindfulness is the big trend, but uh, meditating on the rosary and all that repetition, that's just silliness. And also another aspect of this monotony as mentioned by Jose Maria is we do things in repetition in order to dispose ourselves to this attitude of prayer. That's why the liturgy is very structured. It's hard to pray when novelty is coming at us all the time. It's hard to elevate our mind and our heart to God when we have to be thinking about something new or have to be creative. Repetition lulls us into a for lack of a better word, mindful or meditative state. That's the whole point. It's not because we think we can just repeat words and we merit to be heard by God by repetition of words. It's something that disposes us. Much like in my episode on reverence, if we don't have a prayerful attitude, sometimes we do something with our body, like we kneel in order to put ourselves into a reverent or prayerful attitude or state of mind. Same thing with the rosary beads and repetition. Having that supposed monotony is precisely what helps us get into a state of prayer. Fulton Sheen talks about the rosary beads being to prayer what a runway is to a plane, right? It gives it time to elevate. The same thing with rosary beads. They, by doing this uh, physically, by feeling the rosary beads and by saying things over and over, it allows us to elevate our heart and our mind and to meditate on the mysteries of Christ's life. And he says that it purifies the monotony of our sins. So if we think the rosary is monotonous, imagine how monotonous our Lord and his blessed mother think our sins are. You know, the saints and of course God, they 
see our effort or lack of effort in the spiritual battle battle here below. And so consider how monotonous it is for them to observe how many times we fail. God doesn't get annoyed. He doesn't lack patience or anything like that, but it's a good way to think about it. And if we think the rosary is monotonous, consider how monotonous our sin is to God and the saints in heaven. So this physical aspect of it, the repetitive aspect of it are important. Fulton Sheen says in another, in another place, the rosary is the best therapy for distraught, unhappy, fearful, and frustrated souls precisely because it involves the simultaneous use of three powers, the physical, the vocal, and the spiritual, and in that order. You can see a, a progression there. The physical, you know, feeling the rosary beads or kneeling when we pray the rosary. The vocal, saying over and over again the same prayers, leads to the spiritual, the elevation of the mind and the heart to God. St. Therese of Lisieux says beautifully, The rosary is a long chain that links heaven and earth. One end of it is in our hands, and the other end is in the hands of the Holy Virgin. The rosary prayer rises like incense to the feet of the Almighty. Mary responds at once like a beneficial dew, bringing new life to human hearts. So you can see the saints had great reverence for the rosary, even considering it a necessary devotion because it unites us to God through the one he loves the most, the Blessed Mother. And yes, you can say that. God loves Mary more than he loves you. Sorry, it's just the case. And that's because God doesn't love us because of something we do, but the amount of grace that we have is God's love. And Mary being full of grace, unique in holiness above all other creatures, is loved by God the most because she has divine charity, which is what grace is to the fullest extent. So that's why the saints honor and venerate Mary, and that's why we should honor and venerate Mary. Not because she is on par with God, no one is. She is she is infinitely less than God in the same way that any creature is. But she, in a sense, is also closer to God than any other creature because of her unique holiness and her unique relationship with him as being the mother of the creator and redeemer. I think the easiest objection to answer about the rosary is that it is somehow not scriptural. As I said at the beginning, every prayer in the rosary is either entirely from scripture, such as the Our Father, or is mostly from scripture, such as the Hail Mary, or is really not objectionable, such as the Glory Be and the Apostles' Creed. The Our Father was given to us word for word by Jesus, the Hail Mary is the compilation of various moments in scripture. The words of Gabriel, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And Elizabeth, when greeting Mary, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. And then we simply add, Holy Mary, Mother of God, which is what we believe. She's the Mother of God, for reasons already explained. Pray for us sinners. Nothing wrong with asking others to pray for us. We always ask others to pray for us in this world. Why not implore the saints who are closer to God and above that, Mary, the greatest of saints who is closest to God, to pray for us sinners now and most especially at the hour of our death, which is the most important moment. So the claim that the rosary is not scriptural is really not a good objection. In fact, Mary herself said, all generations will call me blessed. And that's precisely what we do when we pray the rosary. We echo her praise of God from her Magnificat, when filled with the Holy Spirit, she says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, etc. All generations will call me blessed. Well, nothing's more scriptural than fulfilling that prophecy by Mary, that all generations in the future, we sons and daughters of the church, do continue to call her blessed. I'll continue with another quotation from Fulton Sheen. He again addresses the repetition. He says, there is seemingly much repetition in the rosary. But actually, this is no more wearying or monotonous than a man's telling a woman, I love you, for the twentieth time. Since there is a new moment in time to be redeemed by love, his words may be the same, but the meaning of each avowal is slightly different. 
So, in the rosary, we say over and over to God, I love you, I love you, and I love you. It's a great way to think about it, that meditating upon Christ's saving work and doing so in various mysteries through the eyes of the Blessed Mother, we are saying each time, I love you. Even though we're saying the same words, we're meaning them in a different way. If we're praying with hearts and minds elevated to God truly, we are eliciting this affection of love in different ways by meditating on the different mysteries. So if you haven't made a commitment to pray the rosary regularly, I obviously would echo the words of the saints and say that this should be a commitment that all of us make, even though it may seem monotonous. To get started, sometimes it's good to accompany your praying of the rosary with a scriptural meditation on each of the mysteries at the beginning to help kind of focus your mind on the mystery to be contemplated. And there's many versions of those, either simply the scriptural verses about that particular event or a meditation by some saint on the event to help guide your meditation. But there's nothing wrong with saying, I love you to God and to his blessed mother many times. And we can never love Mary more than Jesus did. So we don't need to be afraid of showing devotion to her by praying the rosary and entreating her to bring us closer to her son which is the whole goal of our existence. Remember, you can suggest episode ideas if you email catholicdailybrief at gmail.com. I'd be happy to do an episode answering the question. Please consider becoming a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief. God bless.